Austin Medical Center, we are welcome and treated equally. Through our commitment to serve everyone, BMC offers numerous outreach programs and health services, including this podcast series, to hear our doctors and other staff members. It's Boston Med Talks with Melanie Cole. The Travel Clinic at Boston Medical Center provides travelers health services, including routine and travel vaccines, malaria prevention, travelers diarrhea prevention, and management. My guest today is Dr. Natasha Hochberg. She's an infectious disease specialist and the co-director of the Boston Medical Center Travel Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hochberg. Who needs pre-travel advice? Thank you for the invitation to join you. So I would suggest that individuals that are traveling overseas, primarily those with underlying medical conditions, people that have, you know, um, uh, that are at extremes of age, either the very young or the very old, um, should um, discuss uh, their travel plans. So, you know, it's hard to sometimes say who exactly needs travel advice. So my best suggestion is to talk to your primary care doctor about it and say, I'm planning a trip. Do you uh, think that I need to go see a travel clinic? Or is there any advice that you need to provide me um, ahead of time? So I would suggest that people really do this routinely. If you're thinking about traveling, talk to your primary care doctor about it and see if you need referral. And especially if you have any medical problems, you really probably should be referred to a travel clinic for expert advice. And how soon before a trip should they come to the traveler's clinic and seek advice? That's a great question. Oftentimes, we see people only a few days before they go, and that's fine, better late than never. But we do ideally see people about four to six weeks before they travel. And the reason is this. There are certain vaccines that you need to have multiple doses of before you go in order for the vaccines to be effective. So, for example, with a rabies vaccine, you need to get three shots before you go. And that takes about a month just because they need to be separated in time. It takes about a month. So we want to make sure we see people at least a month before you go This also gives us time to check to see your antibody levels, to see if you're previously protected from certain infections or not, to decide whether or not you really need to get certain vaccines. So ideally, four to six weeks before you travel, you should be seen in a travel clinic. What information would you like listeners to bring with them when they come to the travel clinic? So information that can be very helpful for us are the following. One is an itinerary of where you're going. I understand that plans change and people don't know all of the specifics, but having a general sense of where you're going within a country can be very helpful because risks are different within a country. So there might be malaria in certain parts of the country and not in others. So the more information about that you have about your itinerary, the better. The other things that I would suggest bringing are a copy of your vaccine records. So sometimes this takes a little bit of digging to call a pediatrician or to call a primary care doctor, but this information can be very helpful because it uh, can mean that you, you know, we can understand better about what shots you've received and what shots that you might need. The last thing I would say is just to um, check with your, with your insurance company before you go to the travel clinic to double check what vaccines might be covered and whether the visit is covered. So, you know, your itinerary, your vaccine record, and information from your insurance company are all useful things to bring with you. And what do you think some of the problems, most common problems that travelers encounter? Yeah, so there's um, a number of different things that we think about. And I'll let you know, sort of, when we see people at the visit, we address a lot of, a range of different things. So we address sort of some counseling and some information, but we also provide vaccines. We provide um, 
And this is a combination both of travel-specific vaccines as well as sometimes people are just not up to date on their routine vaccination, things like tetanus. And so we can double-check about that and make sure that people are up to date with routine vaccinations. We also will provide medicine to prevent you from getting malaria if you're going to a country that has malaria, medicine to treat traveler's diarrhea, and other medications depending on one's exposure. So your question is sort of what things do you have to worry about during a trip and what kinds of problems do people have? Recent studies have shown that, um, you know, quite commonly people will have diarrhea during a uh, trip. And obviously this depends on exactly where you're going, but traveler's diarrhea is quite common. Um, so that's something that we, we definitely spend time talking about. Um, other things that are common are respiratory infections, you know, either the flu or other respiratory infections, sometimes skin problems. So what we can do during the visit is really try to talk about ways to prevent these things because, you know, it's common to get diarrhea, but there's a number of things one can do during your trip to really reduce that risk. So some of the time that I spend with people in the travel clinic is to discuss measures to prevent um, food and waterborne transmission. So we recommend that people drink bottled water or boiled water, that they avoid any ice cubes. And this is particularly for people going to sort of low and middle income countries. And that the, the mantra really about food is to, uh, for fruits and vegetables is boil it, peel it, or forget it. So, you know, we tend to tell people not to, you know, eat their nice leafy lettuce when you're um, on vacation in some of these countries, but really to stick to sort of boiled or peeled um, vegetables. Uh, other advice that we tend to give is really around sort of insects and um, preventing transmission of insect-related uh, illnesses. So this includes things like malaria, but also Zika virus that's been much in the news. And then we go through a variety of other sort of counseling measures that are quite important for people to think about that their primary care doctor really might not have time to discuss. So this includes transmission of things from when you're swimming. Um, unfortunately, there is parasitic infections you can get from swimming and bacterial infections. We talk about car accidents and the real need to wear your seatbelts. I know it sounds like I'm being your mom, but it's really important in terms of wearing seatbelts because car accidents are actually the major cause of mortality of people dying when they travel. Um, and we talk about a number of other travel-related illnesses, sexually transmitted infections and things like that. So, um, you know, so I think it answered your question, what things do we have to worry about? Well, there's a whole range of different um, infectious diseases and non-infectious problems that one can encounter during your travel that we can try to help people avoid. Do you think that people, and do you recommend or advise that people look up, if they're going with children, that they look for walk-in clinics or doctors in the area that they're going just so they can have those if they need them? I think it's always a good idea, particularly if you're traveling with young children or if you have underlying medical problems, if you take blood thinners or if you... Um, you know, have cancer or you have sort of underlying medical problems, I always think it's a good idea to know where you could get care if you need to. So the uh, CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, has some of that information. The International Society of Travel Medicine has a list of reputable clinics in um, various countries, and you can always check with your primary care provider if they have contacts in a certain area or with a travel medicine provider. But I do think that makes sense. The other thing that makes sense is to bring all of your prescription medicines with you on board the plane, not to check any of those medicines because you don't want, in case your bags get lost, which unfortunately that happens, you don't want your medications to get lost. Um, 
and you always want to bring a copy of the actual prescription so that um, in case somebody looks at the bottles, they see that these are medicines that have been provided by a doctor. Uh, so I do think that's important to look up where you could get care. The other thing that's really important to look up before you go or is, are there any alerts, are there any ongoing outbreaks that one needs to know about in this destination? And so, again, the Centers for Disease Control has updated information about this. You can also go to the embassy information for the country that you're going to, but I do recommend this for travelers before they go. Dr. Hochberg, some people like to be traveling medicine cabinets. Do you recommend, and to parents, again, that might be traveling with children, that they bring a prophylactic antibiotic or a prescription for one, or that they bring cold and flu medication with them in case the country that they're going to it isn't so easily accessible. So this really depends on sort of, you know, where exactly you're going and who the child is. Definitely for countries where you're going to, where there's a risk of malaria, we do recommend bringing malaria medicine. Most of the time we will recommend bringing um, a prescription, bringing the medication to presumptively treat uh, traveler's diarrhea if you have severe diarrhea associated with it. And as for other medications, it depends a little bit on the risk and what you're going to be doing there. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going to be doing an adventure race in uh, somewhere where you could be exposed to water, then there's other antibiotics we might give you. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control, again, has a very nice list of what to consider packing in your medicine kit before you go of things that are useful to bring with you. Um, and again, these are topics that one can go over with a travel medicine provider. And do you want to see people post-trip, and what would you like them to be aware of or to look for after their trip? This is a really important point. So the travel care really does not end before your visit. It's very important for patients and for doctors to know about the potential for travel-related illness. So if you have a fever after coming back from an international trip, particularly one where there is where you're going to a lower middle-income country, it's very important that your primary care doctor hear from you right away and that you probably get an urgent referral either to a travel and tropical medicine provider or that you go to the emergency room for evaluation. The thing to note, too, is that malaria doesn't always come on right away after travel. So even if this is um, fever or illness that's come on months after travel, you need to let your doctor know that this might be that you traveled overseas so that they can consider whether it might be uh, travel-related. So other things that one might consider contacting your doctor for, not only fever, but any diarrheal illness, particularly one that's lasting, um, you know, particularly more than um, a few days, you'd probably want to let your doctor know that you just came back and you have this diarrheal illness. Uh, there's oftentimes sort of skin conditions that can uh, be caused by international travel. So, um, so definitely fever and probably also diarrhea, particularly diarrhea that lasts, skin problems, and any other um, concerning symptoms. I would recommend talking to your doctor and talking to them urgently and letting them know about the travel. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Hochberg, if you would, with your best advice for travelers about traveling safely and visiting the travel clinic at Boston Medical Center. So the things that I would say are, number one, remember to talk about your travel with your primary care doctor. Two, to seek a referral at a travel clinic, particularly if you have any the underlying medical problems or you're going to a lower middle-income country where there are travel-related illnesses. And three, to try to get there um, with enough time that the travel medicine provider really has the time to give you the vaccines 
that you need. And then the last is if you have any conditions, any symptoms that develop after your travel, really be sure to contact your doctor and let them know that you were traveling in your Thank you so much for being with us today. It's really important information for listeners to hear. And you're listening to Boston Med Talks. And for more information on the Travel Clinic at Boston Medical Center, you can go to bmc.org slash travel clinic. That's bmc.org slash travel clinic. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.